This is AutoLine Daily reporting on all aspects of the global automotive industry. In a stunning development, Roger Penske announced he's buying the IndyCar series along with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Financial details weren't disclosed, but the deal is expected to be official in early January. The iconic racetrack has been under the control of the Hallman family since 1945. Tony George, the chairman of the business, said his family has taken the track as far as it could. But we can't think of a better person to take control of the Speedway and the IndyCar series. Not only has Penske created a successful automotive empire, he's also the winningest team owner in Indy 500 history with 18 victories, and he's won 15 championships in the IndyCar series. But this is not the first time Roger Penske has owned a racetrack. In 1972, he bought the Michigan International Speedway for $2 million, really helped turn the facility around, and eventually sold it in 1999. And if you'd like to learn more about Roger Penske and his career, check out John's interview with him on AutoLine This Week from earlier in the year. Look for the link in the transcript for today's show or in the description box below if you're watching on YouTube. Germany has ambitious goals to increase the number of electric vehicles in the country to 10 million by 2030. But as of the beginning of this year, there were only 420,000 electric and hybrid cars on its roads. So to help kick off EV sales, the government, along with the German auto industry, agreed to a deal to boost EV incentives to as much as 6,000 euros per vehicle, or nearly $7,000. Automakers will cover half of that cost. The new policy goes into effect this month and runs until 2025. As we've reported before, so far, electric car sales have been highly dependent on incentives, no matter what market you look at. Nissan's luxury brand, Infiniti, is going to bring a technology to the U.S. market that no one has really had any success with yet, extended range electrics. That's where a gasoline-powered engine is used to charge a battery, which then feeds electric motors that drive the wheels. Nissan has offered a similar technology in Japan under the name ePower, which it says it will also introduce to the European market by 2022. But as Bloomberg notes, Infiniti will give it a different name because it will be packaged differently. Infiniti says the goal will be to encapsulate the engine so thoroughly with soundproofing that drivers won't be able to hear it or feel it running. By 2021, all the models Infiniti offers will have an electrified powertrain. But one of the last vehicles to slip through without one is the recently teased QX55, which will come out next year. Earlier this year on AutoLine This Week, we learned all about Tesloop, a ride-sharing company that exclusively uses Teslas. At the time of that show, it had eight of the ten highest mileage Teslas, ranging from 250,000 to 450,000 miles, and doing those miles in just three years' time. One of the biggest surprises for Tesloop was how little effort it took to keep the vehicles running 
with most of the issues they had being covered under warranty. That kind of reliability is leading to Teslas being considered for other applications as well. And last month, the New York City Taxi and Limousine Commission added the Model 3 to its list of approved vehicles, making it the only EV out of the other 20 vehicles on the list. So soon, you may see yellow Teslas roaming around the streets of New York. While the city did do a trial with Nissan Leafs from 2013 to 2015, Autoblog notes that was not the first time the city used electric taxis. The Electrobat from 1896 holds that title. Ford is giving us a bit of a hint at the production model of the all-new Bronco with the Bronco R race prototype. It was made to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Rod Hall's historic Baja 1000 win. Later this month, the company will test the Bronco R at the 1,000-mile off-road course, which uses the same powertrain and architecture as the production model. But it does have unique touches, including an independent front suspension with 14 inches of travel, a 5-link rear chassis with up to 18 inches of travel, custom Fox shocks, and 37-inch BF Goodrich tires. What's even more impressive is that it only took the Ford team six months to take the Bronco R from a sketch to a racing prototype. Hey, we've got a great Autoline After Hours coming up this Thursday with Joe DeSimone, the CEO of a company called Carbon 3D. They've come up with a revolutionary way to do 3D printing that is completely different than anyone else does. In fact, they already have a lot of automotive applications. Learn more this Thursday when we go live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Improving the aerodynamics of a vehicle is one of the cheapest and easiest ways to improve fuel efficiency and performance. And now Magna is taking some of the active aero components it developed for light vehicles and is applying them to Class 8 trucks. Grill shutters are quite common on pickup trucks these days, but Magna developed a bigger version that can seal off the entire front end of a semi. Directing air around the truck, rather than having it go into the engine compartment, reduces drag dramatically. And at highway speeds, when air going under the truck can cause a lot of turbulence, it deploys a chin spoiler that directs air around to the sides of the truck, which also reduces drag. Note how smooth the body was designed with wheel covers and air deflectors under the trailer. While all these aero details add cost to making a truck, they more than pay for themselves with the fuel savings they achieve. Kia revealed a wild new concept called the Futuron that's said to propose new designs for future electric vehicles. Kia refers to it as a sports car on an SUV platform. The overall design is pure and smooth, with flowing shapes over the body. The front of the vehicle is set off by a new reinterpretation of Kia's Tiger Nose grille that nearly spans its entire length. Kia said it was able to clear up space for a design like this by mounting a high-capacity battery in the floor of the Futuron, which in this case is envisioned to feed four in-wheel electric motors. It's also envisioned as a level four autonomous vehicle that would allow for hands-free driving. 
The Futuron made its debut today at the China International Import Expo in Shanghai. Toyota is launching a new vehicle in Japan called the Raze that it says is a small compact car with SUV styling. The vehicle will be manufactured by Toyota subsidiary Daihatsu and is built on Daihatsu's new global architecture, which will spawn more Toyota and Daihatsu models. Under the hood is a one-liter turbocharged engine mated to a CVT in either front or four-wheel drive. The Raze goes on sale in just a couple of weeks and will have a starting price range of about $15,000 to roughly $21,000. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.